You're listening to Dental Talk from VivaLearning.com. Welcome to Dental Talk. I'm Dr. Phil Klein. Today we'll be discussing temporaries, the different benefits they provide, as well as the patient's needs that a temporary must address. Our guest is Dr. Marian Fenica, an international lecturer and hands-on dental trainer in Europe and Asia. Dr. Fenica, it's a pleasure to have you on Dental Talk. It's a pleasure to, uh, to be here again, uh, Dr. Klein. I hope um, from the question from today, uh, people, other colleagues can, uh, can learn more. Uh, again, this is uh, my, uh, my ideas. Uh, this uh, th- will not be articles. This is just my opinion. Yeah, sure. No, we appreciate you disclosing that. You you did a really great webinar on Viva Learning in the past on temporaries. So I hope some of those thoughts come through in this podcast. To begin, many view temporaries as primarily a means of providing an aesthetic version of the tooth while waiting for the final restoration to be completed. So from your webinar that I happened to watch, you clearly made it a point that a quality temporary must do more than that. So can you elaborate on that for us? Uh, indeed, many many of us think uh, about temporaries mainly as an uh, aesthetic benef- uh, benefit for the patient. Uh, you are thinking first, for example, if you have uh, the anterior teeth prepared just to make something there, just to look nice. But temporaries are much more than that. Um, they serve the function of mastication and phonation. Um, they are meant to guide the gingival healing after a gingivectomy or osteoplasty, if you need uh, more. Uh, also, they serve as a communication tool uh, between the dentist and the patient about the shape, about the color. And also, uh, they are serving as a communication tool between the, between the dentist and the dental uh, technician. Uh, also, they are really important to keep the vitality of the, of the tooth. Um, when you have a vital tooth uh, prepared, uh, it's uh, ideal and uh, actually it's mandatory to have a temporary crown over it. Uh, also to prevent the bacterial infiltration. After you are preparing a tooth, you are left with the open uh, dentinal tubules in which the bacteria can easily penetrate and start multiplying there. With a vital tooth that will be uh, easier to tell because after a while maybe the, the patient will have a pulpitis, which is not a pleasant thing. But uh, if you had the root canal treatment, decay can develop uh, under your uh, restoration. Uh, also, they um, serve as a diagnostic tool in a total oral uh, rehabilitation. And also another thing that uh, is not uh, that uh, well known, they are uh, serving as uh, to prevent the physiological uh, drifting of the of the teeth. Yeah, uh, after you are preparing right. the teeth, they are start, uh, starting to migrate and you'll have a bad time when you are trying to fit the the final prosthetic work. Yeah, and that's a great, that last point is a great point, Dr. Fenica. I mentioned this on a previous podcast. I had just came back from the dentist on that podcast and I had tooth number 31 placed, gold crown, and the temp left a gap between the distal of 31 and a third molar that I have in there, tooth number 32. Yeah. And it developed PCOR and gingival inflammation and drifting. Because when the dentist was doing the insertion, he had to do quite a lot of adjusting to get the crown to go in. Everything's good now, but it was only four to five weeks and there was movement of that tooth. There are studies that are shown that even after 24 hours, you will have actually the uh, main migration will happen in the, in the first days. Then wow, that, it will start to diminish. So that's you very have interesting. to put a temporary. Yeah, that's very interesting. I want to ask you a question before we go on to my other main questions. When you do these temporaries in your office, 
Now, I had the staff do mine. The assistant did my temporary. The dentist never checked it. When I went home and I started eating, I, I immediately realized that I was getting food impaction between the distal 31 and the mesial 32. And do you approve those temporaries before the patient leaves the office? Uh, all the temporaries, uh, direct temporaries, I'm, I'm doing myself. Um, actually, where I'm living in Romania, uh, dental assistants uh, are not allowed to to perform any any work on a on a patient. So I'm doing uh, I'm doing myself. I'm checking them. If I need to make any adjustment to a temporary, I can easily do it with some flowable, maybe um, to strengthen uh, like a temporary bridge. Sometimes I will use on the buckle or the oral side, I will use some flowable or regular composite. In um, some uh, situation, I will even reinforce it with glass fiber. Mm -hmm. It's a mesh that you are using uh, mainly for uh, teeth that are, uh, are affected periodontally. Like a splinting material. Yeah, exactly, exactly. One area that is often not discussed, Dr. Fanica, is the gingival healing process, especially after a gingivectomy is done. So how important is this and how do you handle guided tissue healing? For sure, for some of us, if not for all of us uh, dealing with the uh, final restoration, after a while you are starting to, to see some black lines uh, on um, your final work. And what uh, and why the the black lines uh, will appear near to the gingival uh, margin? There will be from uh, from two reasons. The the first one will be when you are taking the impression, uh, when you are uh, inserting the retraction cord. Sometimes you are pushing too hard and you are breaking the ligaments, and the gingival will uh, react and will start to retract. And this is what you are usually seeing uh, in time as a as a recession and black margins. But Another thing will be uh, when you are performing a crown lengthening, like a gingivectomy or osteoplasty, you have to allow and give gingiva time to, to heal. Usually if you are performing a gingivectomy, for example, you, had a, you have a tooth, uh, a broken tooth, uh, and you need to gain some uh, tooth structure and uh, had more feral effect, you have to perform a gingivectomy. Gingiva will heal between uh, three and five weeks. So you are not allowed to, to take the, the final impression sooner than that. Otherwise, you are taking an impression, uh, let's say, uh, next week. This is the situation, but the gingiva will continue to retract. And then you'll see in time, and it happened to me also, uh, I was in a, in a hurry, patient was in a hurry. I performed a gingivectomy. Um, then I took, let's say, uh, next week the, the impression. And after six months, uh, I saw their um, permanent gingival retraction. Mm -hmm. If you are uh, performing also osteotomy and you, you start to take a little bit from the bone just to uh, have more... Uh, yeah, crown lengthening. Yeah, then uh, you have to allow the bone to, to heal for three months. So you have to keep the, that temporary for a long time in there. And after that, you are, uh, you are starting to, to make the final impression. Okay, so, so that's, an, that's are, another important reason why temporaries are so important is to facilitate good tissue healing during the waiting exactly. period to get the final restoration. And you don't want exactly. any surprises. It takes all the surprises out of it. It's, it makes it more predictable for the patient. to, to Yeah, indeed. Yeah. So, you know, as we all know, we're rapidly moving into a digital world in dentistry. So how does incorporating direct temporaries into the digital workflow help us all achieve predictable results in our routine cases and even our more complex cases? 
so I use the intraoral scanner for uh, most of the ma uh, of my impression now. And uh, the digital uh, workflow, I they even use it uh, all the time. The dental technician also. I use it from the uh, 3D printer, from a milling machine. And uh, digital start to be the, the present and uh, for sure will be the, the future in dentistry too. Uh, digital, it's great because uh, you can uh, scan the teeth, for example, and uh, I have a software on my phone and I can scan also the patient face and I can perform like a digital wax up. So I can show to the patient different shapes of, uh, of teeth, uh, deep, uh, different colors. Uh, and uh, when the patient will agree, uh, for example, for a, um, specific uh, shape of the teeth, then I can print it. And then on that printed model, I can take a um, classical impression and, uh, and then do uh, a temporary. So it's a lot, uh, it gives me a lot of help in, uh, in my practice. And uh, also it's really important when you are performing implants, especially when you are uh, placing guided uh, implants, because you can have uh, the temporary printed or uh, milled before you start to, to perform the surgical uh, procedure. And after, in the same session, after you are placing the, the implants, because you know exactly their position, you can, um, you can place also the, the provisional. This is why uh, it's, uh, it's uh, really helpful, uh, for example, the, the digital workflow right now. So even if uh, you can uh, print something or you can mill it like a PMMA uh, resin for implants because you need a stronger material, to stay in place for the also integration period, so that temporary uh, it should last for at least uh, three months. Then you can uh, visualize, you can uh, you can use all the digital workflow. Doesn't matter if it's for implant or uh, for veneers or like a, a bridge, even a, a single crown. So it's a lot of help. What kind of materials are you using uh, that you find you're getting good success with? So in my uh, in my dental office, uh, I'm using uh, access crown. For long-lasting uh, temporaries, let's say something like one year, because sometimes I will keep for one year in a total uh, oral rehabilitation. I will use something uh, like a PMMA, which is a resin that it's uh, it's milled and it's uh, much uh, much stronger. Or I can use a direct uh, material, uh, a bisacryl, which I will reinforce it uh, also with uh, some flowable, with a regular composite, just to keep it more in, uh, in the patient mouth. But it's really important also to polish it really well, uh, because uh, when a temporary will stay for a, a long period in the patient mouth, it will start to easily accumulate uh, uh, plaque and also bacterial uh, biofilm. So you have to polish it really well. A lot of us don't think about temporaries like uh, being really nice because the, you want the wow factor to be uh, for the final work. But uh, if the temporaries are not really polished, they don't look good, um, you can end up with an inflamed gingiva and that can interfere a lot with you, uh, in your uh, cementation procedure. So if you have inflamed the gingiva because of your temporary, then you'll have a bad time when you try to cement a crown, a bridge, and especially a veneer. Yeah. Now you mentioned access crown. So this is what I'm using uh, and, uh, for who, a long time uh, from uh, from Centrix. Okay, that's sold through Centrix. Yeah. So all patients want beautiful final restorations. You know, we all know that, although they may not know exactly what that means—a beautiful restoration. But how do you use temporaries to help? The patient choose a solution that results in the in the right tooth size, the right shape. You did cover that a little bit in your answer before, yep. 
it's really tricky uh, when you are working with uh, patients that are really picky, some patients that uh, they don't know exactly what they want, but they, uh, they know for sure they want a change. Um, maybe some patient will have from the start a good looking smile, but they are not happy with that. Maybe some others will uh, want to have a brighter uh, shade. Maybe others will have a dyschromia or maybe they want just to have a really nice uh, teeth. So that it's really subjective, what is beautiful and what is not. You can do a veneer, for example, in two ways. You can prepare, you can take the impression, send to the dental uh, technician, then you can cement uh, in the patient mouth. But what it uh, will happen if the patient will say, you know, I don't like those. Uh, I don't like the, uh, their shape. I don't like, I don't know, the color. The color, you'll choose it together with the patient. It will be much simple, in my opinion, for example, uh, for the dental technician to provide you with uh, like a two or a three different uh, type of uh, wax up, uh, different uh, shapes uh, for, the, for the teeth. You can take, for example, three uh, impression and you can make in the, in the patient three types of uh, temporaries. And maybe the patient will choose, I don't know, I want the model number two. Or you can make a single wax up and you can uh, further modify it with some flowable composite. Maybe you, you can take the burr and reach together with the patient the shape that they want. Because you don't want any surprises in the end because that will, you will be uh, lost time and lost money. So you, uh, you want to know from the start which uh, shape the, the patient will choose. Other times I had the fight with the patient in the past because they uh, came in the dental office and they said, you know, I want the whitest white possible. And I'm looking at them and I'll tell them, you know, that will not suit you really well. Maybe let's try, try something like a A1, something that it's not like uh, the bleach is bleach possible. Again, you can choose a mat uh, material that has uh, for temporaries that has uh, multiple shades and you can do a temporary with a bleach, a temporary with the A1, maybe A2, and the patient then can uh, can decide exactly about the about the color, about the shape, and uh, this is what you are communicating in the end also with uh, with the dental technician because you have the model which uh, the patient accepted, and you can uh, then talk with the dental technician. This is how uh, they want the final work, and you can guide them further. Yeah. Now, when you use that material that you mentioned from Centrix, Access Crown, yeah. does that have does that have the shade? Yeah, I like I like this material because uh, it has eight shades, so you have a lot of shades to to choose from. Even so, you can further, uh, let's say, uh, modify it because you have bleach A1, A2, A3. You have uh, a C3. You have a lot of, to choose uh, from. But even with uh, with the color, because the color is totally subjective. What is not uh, subjective is the function of the teeth. That that's for sure not subjective. But uh, but the color and uh, and the sometimes the the shape uh, uh, I, are highly uh, subjective. So that I can uh, further individualize with uh, with a flowable composite, for example, and layering and something like that, just to have an idea of what the patient wants in the in the end. But we're really talking about more in the anterior part of the mouth, right? Because if we're doing, exactly. yeah, doing number 31, a, a temporary, it doesn't critically matter the shade. Yeah, you want to keep the tooth in a holding pattern so that it doesn't yes. move and that the, the tissue is healthy and the other exactly. things you mentioned that are really important. But aesthetically, yeah. in the anterior part, you're saying that it's critical to get these shades close to the final restoration 
and not just put something on there where they're exactly they don't because have you, you, mm-hmm. you want the patient to accept them you want to be sure that they said okay i like this shape i like this color for the posterior work mainly will be the function will be to uh, for you to stop uh, the teeth from migrating uh, will be just to keep the the gingiva healthy because after you are preparing the tooth, the gingiva will start to grow. Then you have to, again, put a retraction cord uh, to do um, some, uh, some retraction uh, for the gingiva uh, in order to, to cement the, the crown. So you want to keep the gingiva at the same level uh, with, the, with the final level that will be after we are cementing the, the, final, the final work. That's why it's really important uh, also for the temporary veneers, for temporary crowns and bridges, also the cement that you are using it. You don't want to use a, a cement that is too strong because you want to to easily remove the temporary, but you don't want a, a cement that will uh, only keep the the crown in place for uh, two, three days. What kind of cement are you currently using for your temps? Uh, right now I'm using also from uh, from Centrix, it's uh, no mix. And I'm using that because with temporaries, I'm uh, keeping them in, in place for two, three weeks. And that cement, it's strong enough to keep those temporaries for two, three weeks, but I can easily remove it. Uh, it's a moisture activated cement. And what I like the, the most about uh, this one, uh, it has a desensitizing uh, agent. So even if you have a vital tooth, it's, it is okay. And it's uh, antibacterial. You uh, don't have bacterial growth under it. Right, well, that's really important. And that's called Nomix from Centrix. Yeah, Nomix. Okay. For veneers, you cannot cement them. So then you have to improvise. You can uh, either uh, keep the veneers, temporary veneers in place by uh, mechanical interlocking, or you can do the spot edge in the situation in which you are using on the buckle side, just a small drop of uh, etching gel and just a small drop of bonding. So you can bond basically the temporary veneers. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you cannot keep them in place. Well, Dr. Fanica, I think that's been a fantastic podcast. Lots of insight into the value and benefits, not only to the clinical benefits from your perspective, but also the benefits of the patient and what their expectations are uh, regarding the final restoration. And you mentioned some products that you like. Thanks for sharing that with us. We appreciate you coming on. We thank our sponsor, Centrix, great company, and they specialize in a lot of these materials. If you want more information about Centrix, it's C-E-N-T-R-I-X. You can Google them. I'm actually using DuckDuckGo now, another search engine, DuckDuckGo. Uh, they don't collect any of your private information. So if you don't want people knowing you're searching about Centrix, then use DuckDuckGo. If you don't care, use Google. Anyway, thanks again, Dr. Fenica. We appreciate your input, and we look forward to having you on another podcast and another webinar soon. Have a great day. Thank you so much for, uh, for having me here. 